0: What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Mm-hmm. Give me fuel, take the fly, send me tracing out of sight. Now, here are your hosts John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Week one is wrapped up in the books. What a barn burner of a week one, lots of injuries, lots of surprises, lots of not so many surprises to Tom and I. We, we've we got a few yeah. things to brag about, we'll get there in a minute. Um, first, we have to ask, how did you do in your fantasy league so far, Tom?
1: Pretty flipping good. I mean, there's a couple <laughs> leagues where I don't care about them as much, so I kind of put them on the side, and I didn't do great in them, but... My big money ones,
0: <laughs> that's, that's the ones, the that ones I league. care
1: about, and I did uh, top score in both leagues, so I'm nice. pretty happy with that.
0: All right, well, so far so good. I did great in half of my leagues, and I did not so great <laughs> in the other half, but that was uh, neither here nor there. We've got plenty of stuff on my bench that should have been in. Uh, And we'll get to those guys in a minute. We're going to just jump straight into it. There's lots of news. We're going to go through game by game for week one and talk about some things. And so when we get to some players that have some news items, they'll come up as we get through those games. We'll start off with the Texans and the Chiefs. I'll just say the Texans looked awful on offense for the most part, Mm -hmm. except for David Johnson, but they kept forcing him the ball even when they were down by so many points. So... That's good. Your David Johnson prediction looks good so far. How are you feeling?
1: Yep, yeah, it feels good. I at the moment I saw David Johnson get that touchdown. <laughs> I joined you on your stream because I just had That's to right. say what up, uh, David Johnson. He's doing it. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how valuable that pick is. I mean in in my in the really big money league that I am in, it's it's uh I got him in the second round, last pick in the second round. Okay, so. He's fallen that far, and he's scoring just as much as everybody else for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's other guys that are scoring more, but he's doing just fine uh, right now the way it is. So uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. David Johnson. He is 11th. So he's not top 10, but he's a starting running back for week
0: one. And depending on where when you drafted, you may have gotten him as late as the fourth round. And I think we That's got him awesome, in the third or fourth round maybe even later than that in our yes. podcast league, the Blitz Pro, Pro League, which we absolutely, utterly destroyed every <laughs> single person. It wasn't a overall points thing. It's a versus league. We mm-hmm. ended up playing the second-highest point-getter who scored 50 points more than the third-highest points-getter, points getter, and we mm-hmm. scored 31 more points than he did. So he's got to be yep. feeling just... What is going on? I score 281 <laughs> points, which is 50 more than third place. And I have to play the guys that score 312 in week one, all thanks to David Johnson, Aaron yep. Rodgers, Devonte Adams, Adam oh, Thielen, yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster, Julian mm-hmm. Edelman. Our defensive players were just fine, even though they don't score a lot in this IDP situation. But yeah, it was just, it was a great week all around for that league. But anyway, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, though we were not taking him in the first round, especially not as high as three or four in some of the last few leagues that we saw, he seems to be worth a first-round pick right now. We'll see if it continues. I don't know about three or four.
1: Right. (laughs) But he's worth a first-round pick due to week one, what we saw out of him. They're using him a lot. It does seem like it's going to be something... Something I'm going to say special to a certain degree because sure. I wasn't expecting him to be used that much. The way I, that I saw him, he had 25 rushes.
0: Yes. 25? Six, six goal lot. line carries. Yes. Le'Veon Bell had six goal line carries all of last year.
1: Oh, yeah, that's pretty Well, We don't have to talk about Le'Veon Bell. <laughs>
0: We'll get there. But Clyde (laughs) Edwards did not get in the end zone on any of those carries. So it's kind of a sweet and sour here with Edwards Hilaire. His stats look amazing. He did have some really good runs. He got in the end zone. He got in the end zone, but not on the goal line carries. His rushing touchdown was like 18 or 19 yards. (laughs) Yeah, so it's weird. He got in the end zone, but he couldn't get it in when they were down there. So he had multiple opportunities to have multiple touchdowns in this game. So he could have been even better. The only bad part about this whole CEH thing is we were thinking, at least most people I think were thinking, He's going to get a lot of points in the air because yeah. he is a pass catching type of back. He had two targets and no catches in week one. Granted, yep. they didn't need him to do anything, so whatever. Right. We'll give him a pass on that one. He did his thing, and uh, moving forward, obviously you're not taking him out of the lineup for any reason. And not you're happy if way. you if you took him at the end of the first round. You're happy so you're sitting far.
1: Pretty. You're happy. Yep.
0: Now Absolutely. I don't remember. I think you ended up taking this person in one league even though you said you wouldn't, did you start (laughs) Sammy Watkins in the league you took him in? There's no chance
1: I'm starting (laughs) Sammy Watkins until he proves that he can be consistent more than just week one or week two. I need to see like three or four weeks of very consistent play. I fully expect him to give me a big stinker next week, so I'm not going to start him. (laughs) We had the
0: same exact conversation last year. I drafted him in a league because he was like 10th, 11th round. I didn't put him in week one, and then he sucked the rest of the year. So if you're thinking Sammy Watkins is an every-week starter, don't. If you have other options that are more consistent, please keep putting those other options in your lineup until Sammy Watkins proves himself. Right, and that. if he
1: does do another good week, I'm trading him. I don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the headache, the the, the scare tactic. Okay, is this the week where he actually is going to start sucking again? <laughs> yes. If he has a couple good weeks, I'm going to get rid of him. Somebody else can have him, and I'll get something in return. We'll see what happens.
0: That being said, we have a comment in our chat here. His yep. head looks right this year. I am going to agree with that. As of right now, he does yep. look like he is more focused than he has been because he did he got peppered with targets he had nine targets and seven catches in this game along with the touchdown and travis kelsey did what travis kelsey does and tyreek hill got a short touchdown to make him worth having him in your lineup it was getting a little hairy out there Mm. for tyreek Mm -hmm. hill owners it wasn't what you expect out of him but you're fine so that being said, let's move on to another game because we have too many things to talk about. Oh, and next on the list, uh, unfortunately, is the Bills versus the Jets. Oh,
1: come on. You get to brag in this game, though. You get to
0: brag in this game because guess what? Josh That's Allen true. is a fantasy god right now. 57 yep. yards and a touchdown on the ground. His first ever 300-yard passing performance and two touchdowns in the air, no interceptions. Yes, it was against the Jets defense, who did not look very good.
1: I'm I'm hoping <laughs> this is me just really, really trying to put a pos- positive spin on this. I'm hoping that the Jets defense isn't that bad. I'm hoping that Josh Allen is that good. Right? <laughs> that's what one that's of what those I can two. Here and hopefully, say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, he was if not one if he wasn't the top scorer. I, th- I think Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers were pretty yes, darn close to being the top scores this week. And then Lamar Jackson did a really good job as well and I think Josh Allen's right there. And ironically, uh, we can probably get to it, but Mitchell Trubisky was pretty good for fantasy he purposes. He was good for
0: one quarter. <laughs> and that was after their best defensive back went out. We'll get there. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. remind me of that in a minute. Okay. Um so <laughs> the other guys that we got to talk about, Devin Singletary, he was okay, nothing special. Zach Moss, he had about as many touches as Singletary did, but did almost even less than him.
1: Yeah, I just want I want to touch on that a little bit because I'm obviously a Jets fan, I'm watching the game and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we gotta stop Singletary and just they kept targeting Zach Moss, they passing. They obviously ran with him just as much as Singletary. What are you doing? This is proving my point that you shouldn't have Zach Moss out there. So yeah, I might be a little wrong, a little wrong on Singletary this year. But I think give it a couple more weeks, and if Zach Moss continues to, what, one-point-something yards per carry? Yeah, one-point-two. If that continues, <laughs> they're not going to do that anymore. Nope. They're going to start giving it to Singletary because he had that over three yards per carry. Nothing special there, but it's still at least legitimate.
0: <laughs> Stephon Diggs started off a little slow, but he ended with eight for 86, so Josh Allen is loving that target. And John Brown, I love John Brown. I've always liked John Brown. Uh, Our buddy of the show, Joe, has always been a John Brown fan, and he's still doing amazing. He had the most targets. He had the touchdown in the air along with Zach Moss. That's the only reason Zach Moss would have given you any points in your lineup. Yep, Uh, that's true. because he had the receiving touchdown. But Stephon Diggs and John Brown look like every week starters right now. Um, You know I'm a Diggs fan this year. I'm happy with his first week's totals. Yeah, he didn't get a touchdown, but I am super happy with the amount of targets because Stephon Diggs had been one of those guys in Minnesota where he didn't get a ton of targets, but he did a lot with the catches that he did get. Now he has a ton of targets, and as long as he's catching most of these targets, he's going to have the volume. So 16.6 in a PPR league, I am very happy with that in week one. Yep. So on the other side of that ball... The New York Jets. Um mm. Le'Veon Bell has landed on mm. IR, so he is done for three weeks. <sighs> Unfortunately, um, the only real offense that came from this game was one long touchdown <laughs> that wasn't even in the air. It was a mm-hmm. short pass to Jamison Crowder who took it to the house for 69 yards in the score. So Crowder looked amazing stat wise, but it yeah. really didn't tell the whole story because without that 69 yards, you would have had six catches for like 55, six yards, whatever, which is still yeah. okay in a PPR, but that was it on the Jets side of the ball. I'm sorry, Tom.
1: On the offensive <laughs> side, yeah, the Jets absolutely were terrible. I mean, I talked about it in the back row Jets show, which we, hasn't released yet. We will get that out probably tonight, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yep. But yeah, it was just all, it was absolutely all. Everything about that game was bad except for that catch and that run. Yeah. And that the Jets stopped the running backs for the most part. So that's it. Everything else is very, very bad very bad
0: all right let's stay in the afc east we can talk about cam newton and the new england patriots who it wasn't like a super impressive stat line for cam he didn't make any mistakes and then yes he had 75 yards on the ground and two scores so he was worth it to have in your lineup if that's the way you went towards the end of your fantasy drafts and that being said cam newton when he went to, I think, 56 or 58 yards on the ground, became the Patriots' all-time leading rusher for a quarterback in a single game in the history of that team. So just it's, like that, we know Cam <laughs> still got it on the ground. Right,
1: and it makes him fantasy relevant for, uh, probably for the rest of the year, depending on, I mean, it is the Dolphins, so we'll give him a little bit there. But if the Patriots are going to win games against other teams that aren't the Dolphins they're going to have to have Cam Newton not only pass the ball but they're going to have him run the ball just as much. I can't imagine he's going to get out of that game games uh gameplay set or mindset. Wow. Um <laughs> he's going to be Cam Newton. He just can't get flustered. When well, the moment Cam Newton gets flustered is the one quarterback that I can say that about with 100% certainty. When he gets flustered, he gets
0: bad. He will start so making as, mistakes.
1: As long as he continues to have confidence He's going to be good, and he might be worth a start uh, pretty much, uh, maybe every week, depending on if he gets these rushing touchdowns at a consistent rate. So,
0: that is a little loud. Holy crap. (laughs) Network, what is going on? Just coming over, playing some 2K21. Uh, I saw you for a little bit. Thanks for the raid. I appreciate that, sir. And, uh, yeah, I know he, he said he went 19-5 and five or something in his 24-ish league, so I know he nice. is pretty pretty happy pretty about good. that. Um, I guess we can talk about the other side of the ball in this game, the Dolphins. It uh, mm. just pretty much sucked. I'm not sure how we got <laughs> as many points out of Fitzpatrick in our uh, <laughs> Superflex League as we did because he had three interceptions, and uh, at one point I think – uh no i don't think he was the leading rusher at any point but he did have 18 yards on the ground so we got an extra <laughs> 1.8 points um don't read too much into this game new england does have some really good defensive backs and you know fitzpatrick's yeah. not an elite quarterback by any means no. Devonte parker had four targets he caught all of them preston williams had seven targets but only caught two balls so Don't read too much into week one against the Patriots. Those guys are still probably startable in most games, and who knows, maybe we'll see too soon. We don't want that to happen in our Superflex league because we put all our (laughs) eggs in the wide receiver basket, and it worked out week one, but we may be starting one of those wide receivers in the Superflex if uh, Fitzpatrick ends up getting pulled.
1: Yeah, let's just, uh, let's hope, he lasts a lot longer. And you say don't worry too much about the Dolphins players right now. I, I would like to say that about the Jets, too. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's I didn't week say one. That the there was Jets. no preseason <laughs> games. There's a lot of excuses that can go on right now. Right, right. But it just looked bad for the Dolphins and for the Jets. So, be that as it may, just, you know, tread lightly yes. and not go crazy.
0: All right, Baltimore, Cleveland, Lamar doing Lamar things again. Yep, back-to-back yep, yep. years where he just goes off in the weekly uh, the season opener. He had seven carries, 45 yards, 275 yards in the air, three touchdowns. They just completely and utterly dominated everything against the yep. Browns. You yeah, still got play. a few points out of Browns players. Kareem Hunt actually looked pretty good. That is the one player mm-hmm. right now. Out of all the guys that I said might not be very good to own this year, he is the one right now. But again, it was week one, they were already getting destroyed. Maybe they're just saving Nick Chubb for later. I don't know. I
1: don't know. That is a a a decent question there. But I I, I wanna talk about a little bit about uh Jarvis Landry. Okay. Uh, if i can no and he didn't s- oh sorry Go no <laughs> what okay and he didn't score bad in some leagues depending he had five receptions so as far as that goes it, it seems like he's still going to be somewhat of a consistent player so for you that's me and his money
0: <laughs> uh thank the, you for the bits oh, network uh, oh my, i appreciate it <laughs> love it um
1: yeah he's still going to be somewhat consistent i honestly didn't pay attention to obj
0: statline app you want to hear it because it's yes. weird uh, okay. He only had three catches for 22 yards, but okay. guess what? He had 10 targets. Wow! And did not that catch a something. lot of those. He he's getting targeted. Yeah. But again, there are already rumors starting to fly that Mm -hmm. the Browns are looking to trade Odell. I am not confirming nor denying (laughs) that. I read a tweet from somebody that uh, goes through the news and has his sources, so we'll see. We've been hearing the OBJ trade rumors for, what, like three years now? Oh, no, no, Mm -hmm. the, the Giants signed him. They keep him traded. The Browns trade for him. Oh, they might trade him. No, no, they're keeping him. Oh no, the rumors are back up again. So it's uh, it's going to be a cycle again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um. So on Baltimore's offensive side of the ball, besides Lamar Jackson, the running game kind of sucked. J.K. Mm -hmm. Dobbins got two touchdowns, but that was it. And then Marquise Brown looked amazing. Five catches on six targets for over 100 yards. Willie Sneed got involved. We love us some Willie Sneed.
1: Sneed. I'm sure he
0: wasn't in many lineups, but we love seeing Willie Sneed. And Mark Andrews pays off for everybody at the tight end position. Five catches on six targets, 58 yards and two touchdowns. You are enjoying that if you did draft him. Okay, one more thing before we move on to the next game. Uh, David Njoku on IR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Austin Hooper, maybe for the next few weeks. I don't know if it was a season-ending injury. I can't remember. I know he went on IR, but now IR is all weird this year. It's in three weeks or depending. So I don't yeah. know if I would trust Austin Hooper for the next three weeks, but if you don't have a lot else, at least he's the only guy now. And Joku hmm. did get the touchdown, out of that tight end position in week one. So maybe that'll translate over to Hooper. I'm not holding my breath.
1: Nah, me either. <laughs> All right. He's not on the Falcons anymore, so.
0: Yes. Now we're going to get to a game that I love to talk about. It really wasn't much of a game per se because Phillip Rivers did Phillip Rivers things by mm-hmm. keeping him in the game and then losing it and... uh Gardner Minshew coming back but has a weird stat line. He completes 95% of his passes for only 173 yards but three touchdowns. So if you had to play Gardner Minshew, maybe you were in a super flex or two QB league, you were 100% uh, awesome, satisfied with Gardner Minshew. James Robinson got all the carries for the running back position. It was only 16 carries for 62 yards, and he had a catch for 28 yards. But he That's was huge. the only one involved as far as huge. running backs go. Chris Thompson had two catches on two targets. That was it. So yep. maybe they've got a guy going forward that will be a, a volume type of guy, You know, like a David Montgomery, who we'll get to in the That's Bears awesome. game. So if mm-hmm. you gotta play a guy, if you if you went real, you know, zero R B strategy this way, yep. <laughs> James Robinson at least is getting you some points, you know, seven, eight, ten points. It, it, but such the a likelihood
1: weird. that you started him is probably very, very slim right. if he's on your team. Now, but now you're looking at it that that's the only guy they're they're going to. I maybe I should Give it a chance. Maybe, you know? maybe. Depending on what else you got, because maybe you don't even get have to give it a chance. You got everything else is stacked at the running back position. <laughs> Who knows? We could still consider it in the flex.
0: Right, right. And um, much like Tyreek Hill in the Thursday night game, DJ Shark <laughs> doesn't get a lot, but he does get in the end zone, so you're yep. at least happy you're like, whew, I got my double digits, so we'll we'll take that for mm-hmm. week one. But yep. let's get to the other side of that game. Oh my Indianapolis oh my. Colts. Because Mm. we got some things to talk about. (laughs) Number one on that list, Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack, gone, done. One (laughs) week is all it lasted, and we've already gotten the perfect scenario that we were all hoping for in (laughs) Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor is the lead back, and hopefully he can do something with it. I know there's a lot of guys that drafted him really high, you know, third round and that seemed really high for a three-headed system now granted most people were thinking it was a two-headed system i've been saying it was a three-headed system from the get-go and marlon mack was going to fade away at some point didn't realize it was going to be week one whoops but there's a little guy (laughs) named niam hines Uh who if you had him in your lineup oh my god goodness were you rewarded most yeah. of us didn't have even i the one person that has been saying <laughs> niam hines was the guy to own this year i didn't yeah. have him in many lineups because it was week one there was still yeah. three running backs i was yeah. using my my logical brain and i was using the well these guys are more consistent i know i seen all the News and all the truth and facts around what has happened yep. with Rivers and that mm-hmm. offense and his running backs and how the Colts have been using. <laughs> but I just didn't stick him in the lineup. But I'm still right about Niamh Hines so far. And from this point forward, can you keep him out of your lineup?
1: Man, until he proves that he's not going to get eight receptions and. A receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, 28 yards rushing, 45 receiving yards. Even even, depending on what kind of league you're in, 24 kickoff return yards. Uh, until Until we see that he's not doing that stuff, he's a starter.
0: He is a starter. I mean, even Jonathan Taylor had six targets and six catches, and I'm still not sure. I mean, you and I watched Jonathan Taylor quite a few times since he was in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and we know he can catch the ball. You and I have seen him catch the ball and do great things with it, and every time I hear somebody talk about Jonathan Taylor, especially after this week one, they're like, oh, well, Jonathan Taylor proved us all wrong. We all thought he had stone hands. I'm like, who was talking about Jonathan Taylor having stone hands?
1: I just don't, you know, nobody said he had stone I don't remember any of that, but what I do remember about Jonathan Taylor is he didn't really get a ton of looks
0: He didn't in need to at Wisconsin.
1: Right. He ran the ball all over him, so that's all that really mattered. So, you know, he, he got his receptions. It didn't seem like he was bad at it. No, I don't remember any of that stone hands talk, so, yeah, just don't pay attention to them, people.
0: Now, okay, running backs total. We're, we're talking Marlon Mack as well. Running backs Mm -hmm. total had 17 receptions for the Indianapolis Colts week one. That Mm -hmm. is what is just standing out to me, is those running backs are getting targeted no matter what, it seems. T.Y. Hilton had nine targets but only caught four balls. Paris Campbell had nine targets, caught six balls. So there's a lot of targets. I mean, Rivers attempted 46 passes, and I think that's going to continue – because they're just not that good of a team. So they're just going to be passing the ball all day.
1: That's, that's very, very possible. And even before uh, Marlon Mack was out, like you said, I think before the show even started, Naim Hines was still doing his thing. It's not like he wasn't being productive. But now that Mack is out, you're going to see even more Naim Hines. So... This is, this is a good thing that I'm glad you convinced me enough to where (laughs) I was like, all right, late in these drafts, I'll take nine Hines and we'll just hope for the best. And boom, boom. Week one
0: already. Like, okay. Um, (laughs) I look like a genius right now. Hopefully it continues (laughs) because I can't ride week one forever. Mm-hmm. All right, we've alluded to it a couple of different times in a couple of different ways. Bears and Lions, what a sad, sad mm. show it was for mm. the Lions overall. Mm. And then fantasy-wise, I am in on the inside, I'm not doing it too much on the outside because I'm not that type of person, but on the inside, I am laughing hysterically <laughs> because the leading rusher for the Lions in week one 14 carries, 93 yards, a 6.6 average, and a 21-yard rush from the ageless Adrian Peterson. (laughs) DeAndre Swift gets three carries for eight yards, gets in the end zone. So if you had to play Swift for whatever reason... You're like, okay, I got a touchdown. He also had five yep. targets for th- uh, three catches and 15 yards and dropped a game-winning touchdown mm-hmm. pass. Mm-hmm. Wide open, nobody around him just dropped it. It's
1: I saw that live. I didn't have to see a replay or anything like that. It was just like, no way. <laughs> no way. I know you're a rookie, but come on, man. If I was in that spot, there's no way I would have gotten to that position as athletic as I am, right, uh, or not as le- athletic as I am, but if I was right there and the ball was in my hands like that, I would have caught that ball. There is, I know I could have caught that ball. Yeah, I don't know how you drop that ball in that situation. You have to have all concentration on. I'm here. The ball's here. I'm gonna win the game. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe <laughs> it just might have been. He's just overthinking it, and that's it. It slowed down
0: enough for him that he got in his yeah. own head. Uh, yeah. Uh, Besides that, T.J. Hawkinson looked great, so I'm just, again, I'm off by a year on tight ends for whatever reason. (laughs) I've done this many years over. Danny Amendola, if you're in a deeper league in a PPR, he was great, 5 for 81. Marvin Jones, 4 for 55, whatever. It's not like the Bears are amazing on defense right now. They're good, yeah, but... It seems like Marvin Jones could have gotten a little bit more because he did have eight targets. Now, here's the one that strikes me. Uh, We talked about it very, very briefly in the Mm -hmm. offseason. There's a wide receiver for the Lions who had 10 targets. He only had three catches for 43 yards, but Quintus Cephas... Ten targets. Now, maybe it's because he filled in and he took the role of Kenny Galladay. It could be just as simple as that. That position, that route running tree, could be what Matt Stafford looks at the most. So if Kenny Galladay comes back and Quintus Cephas takes a back seat and he only gets two targets next week, you're going to know that it wasn't Quintus Cephas that was demanding the ten targets. It was that exact position and place on the field.
1: It's at least worth a look at the waiver wire It is because I mean, 10 targets. I mean, that's a lot of targets regardless because nobody's going to, nobody, nobody else is going to say, well, he only had three receptions. No big deal. I don't need that guy. Right. But they're not looking at targets. So you have a good chance to just pick him up. You know, nobody else is going after him regardless of how your waiver wire system works. If you have to bid it, whatever it is, you're probably going to get him. And it's just worth a chance to just say, all right, give me give me a couple of weeks to see what happens here. So, yeah, 10 targets is a lot of targets. There's not too many guys who got targeted 10 or more times. There is one guy I can think of that did excellent, but mm-hmm. uh, we haven't gotten there yet.
0: All right. Uh, well, on the Bears' side of the ball, it was an ugly, ugly game until the fourth quarter for the Bears. Once <laughs> Troufant went out for the Lions, Mitch Trubisky just started targeting Wherever that person was on the field, uh, as far as rushing yep. the ball goes, David Montgomery did exactly what David Montgomery normally does. He gets you sixty yards on the ground and a catch for ten yards, so you get a whole eight point four points out of him. I was not putting. Him, I have David Montgomery in a couple of leagues, but I was not playing him in week one, just mainly because he had that injury in preseason. Tariq Cohen stepped in a little bit, had seven carries, forty-one yards, which is a good average. But he only had two catches for six yards. So if you thought Tariq Cohen was going to have a bigger role, you were a little disappointed mm-hmm. in Week One. Yeah. As yep. far as receiving goes, Allen Robinson did five <laughs> for seventy four on nine targets,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the Bears win. And mm-hmm. now apparently he's talking about wanting to be traded.
1: Yeah, it's like, a you're one and oh, man. <laughs> what, what, what?
0: I don't. You don't want to trade it?
1: Traded, what? There must be something going on in the locker room, or something, or in his head. Maybe he's just going nuts. I don't know. Maybe he's the next Antonio Brown. I don't know what's Maybe. happening. But um, I just want to go back to Mr. Trubisky. If if I would have told you that Trubisky was going to have three passing touchdowns, two hundred and forty-two passing yards, twenty-six yards rushing, fifteen passing first downs, that one's the that's the biggest one yes. to me. If I would have heard that, I would have said, "No, you're that's not happening. No way." No chance that's going to happen. No, well, it did.
0: He has <laughs> been successful against the Lions before. He's had some pretty decent games against yeah, him. So sure. I wouldn't have been 100% surprised. I would have told you if you would have bet me, I probably would have taken that bet. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, all right, yes. whatever. Um, yeah. We have a good question here in the chat. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you rather have, going forward, David Montgomery or DeAndre Swift? <sighs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Swift, to me, showed me enough to where he's getting looks. I don't know, though. I, I Montgomery is supposed to have all the opportunity to be the guy. So I'm probably going Montgomery right now.
0: I am going Montgomery 100% yeah. this season. Obviously, past this season might be a different story. But to me, Daryl Bevel... And Adrian Peterson, I think it was Daryl Bevel, is that who the O.C. Whoever the O.C. for uh, the Lions is used to be an O.C. for Adrian Peterson on another (laughs) team. Not remembering if that's who it is or not. But they brought him in one week before the season started. And we're like, "Mm, we'll see where we're at with him. 14 carries Um, and three catches. Like, that's 17 targets or 17 touches in one week's worth of practice, if they have that much trust in him already, and obviously he did well with all of his touches, that's probably going to what be what happens going forward. And DeAndre Swift is just going to be that other guy. He could have had two touchdowns. Right, it wouldn't right. have been a lot stat-wise, but he's going to get in there. But at the same time, is it going to be consistent enough where he, I would be m- more than happy with points out of Adrian Peterson weekly. I would be more than happy taking that rather than chancing DeAndre Swift getting catches and touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I I think the the biggest thing that I'm looking at is the chancing, like you said, with Swift. Right now I know that Montgomery is probably the, the guy that's going to be the guy for that team right now. I don't trust in Cohen. I don't trust anybody else on that team as far as running backs go. But Swift to me is somebody that could to me have more value in the end than Montgomery, because maybe Adrian Peterson does do some things, right? But maybe there's target. Maybe they got Swift in there when it's goal line packages. He did have a touchdown. He could have had another touchdown. So there's chance that they're looking at him in that kind of way. So it could end up being a little bit better than Montgomery at the end of the year. So. Yeah. It, it's, it's something to look at, something to compare yourself with.
0: Very, very true. Now, I have a question for you. Where yep. is Aaron right now? <laughs> Where is A. a. Ron right wow. now? Well, guess what? He's putting up 364 yards and four touchdowns against the Vikings, mm-hmm. and we've been taking him awful <laughs> late. He was my backup quarterback in the big money league. Granted, Matt Ryan was my starter, so I only missed a few points. But Aaron Rodgers, and I've been saying it, I think he has a chip on his shoulder. And he made everybody look good. And there were multiple drops also that could have been for touchdowns. And, of course, you can't say Aaron Rodgers without saying Devontae Adams. Mm. Mm-hmm. who I'm, at this point, I'm sad I didn't rank him as my number one wide receiver again this year. Because no, I, I mean with 14 catches on 17 targets for mm-hmm. 156 and two touchdowns. What were you going to say?
1: I'm just saying with uh, Michael Thomas, the, his little stinker, I mean, probably yeah, we'll probably we'll get there. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, you can't sit there and say that Devontae Adams isn't going to be the guy. There's one other guy that I really, really liked this, this week, and he's not the top score. He's not the second. He's not even the third. But I really, really like what I'm seeing out of him, and we can get there once we do, once
0: we do get right. there. All right. So also on the Packers, receiving-wise, uh, same amount of catches, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard. Seems like they have figured it out. Again, mm-hmm. it's just week one. Yep. It's not a tell-all for the rest of the season, but this is more than we were used to getting out of either of those guys for most of the season last year. So you've got to be happy as a Packer fan, as an Aaron Rodgers fantasy owner, even as a Devontae Adams owner. you got to be liking that the other guys are yep. producing. So maybe Devontae Adams is going to demand a little less coverage because they got to pay attention to the other guys. And that is going to be absolutely dangerous. I mean, the last 10 or so games of Devonte Adams fantasy season, well, not even fantasy season. I'm talking playoffs in the NFL last year. Like every game is either a bunch of catches and touchdowns, a mm-hmm. bunch of yards touch. Like there was no bad game from Devonte Adams in like his last 10 actual NFL games. And, they're amazing numbers so we've gushed over Devonte adams before <laughs> we'll keep doing it the only other guy on offense you need to know about is aaron jones he he yeah. snuck in a touchdown so yep. he had a decent week he had six targets but only 10 yards on four catches so it was kind of a Whatever, but he would have had double digit points even without the touchdown. Sure. But yep. you're taking him in the second ish round, so you're hoping for more than that of a out of a guy of that caliber. But again, week one, Aaron Rodgers just came out and said, I got this guy's. You just sit there and rest.
1: Yeah. Now
0: on the other side of the ball, we had some decent fantasy outputs, but the Vikings did not look as good as the thirty four points that they scored, in my opinion. That's true. Kurt Cousins two, was I, whatever. I, I wanna
1: go on record all right, all right, and say last week I did say this could be a pretty high scoring game. Yes. And you it. didn't seem like you were all about it. And I was just <laughs> like, well, it's Aaron Rodgers, week one against the Vikings. I could see a pretty high scoring game. But obviously I, I didn't expect Aaron Rodgers to be like that. Right. But what we did expect is did a guy expect. that well, a guy that we're gonna talk about. Mm. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect two touchdowns no. out of this guy. But Adam Thielen had six receptions, two touchdowns, 110 yards. So right there at the six receptions is good enough. It's not exactly what I'd want, but you would kind of expect at least, you know, somewhere around 80 yards, which would give you the points. Yes. And then the to, to give you the two touchdowns as it is, you know he's already a target guy when it comes to the red zone as it is anyway. Right. So there's a chance you're going to get that big amount of points. So you did, and that's exactly what we what we got out of him. And we've been saying he's going to get a bunch of targets. He's going to be really good. Well, you've been saying it more than yes. more than me, but I, I think I actually have him higher on my rankings than you do. You might so, have,
0: yeah. Oh, so, no, I think I have him at five overall. I don't think you have him oh, that okay. high. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, it, we, we were talking targets. He's going to get peppered with targets, 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 targets. Now, Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 25 times but Adam Thielen got a third of those targets, and that was twice as many as the next highest guy on the team. So he is the target monster. Now if Kirk Cousins has to come out and throw the ball 40 times, I fully expect Adam Thielen to have 12 to 15 of those targets. Sure, And if he catches half of those, obviously that's six to eight catches right where he was today, and you know he's going to get at least 80 yards on those catches and maybe you throw in a touchdown. And if that's a weekly thing, Adam Thielen is going to be a top-five guy. Oh,
1: yeah, he he was top-three this week, depending on what kind of league you're in.
0: Right. And running the ball, the Vikings actually did really well running the ball. So (laughs) it's weird. If you're looking at the stats, they didn't look like they did bad. And, of course, yes, they scored 34 points. Their defense sucked. But Dalvin Cook had 50 yards, averaged 4.2 yards carry, had two touchdowns. So that really helped his value. Alexander Madison, however, had 50 yards on only six carries. And Kirk Cousins yeah. even ran the ball four times for 34 yards. So there's a lot of offense to still go around. Uh, B.C. Johnson had four targets, three catches, 56 yards. And then just the rest of the guys on Minnesota just yep. didn't do much. So yep. I feel going forward this it's going to be more of the same because that second wide receiver position for the Vikings just is not – that good
1: yeah until bc steps up or somebody needs to step up it could be bc it could be somebody else but until that happens it's going to be a lot of feeling and I, I i that's why i took some shares of bc because nobody's drafting them right and i'm just like you know what if if something happens it's, it's a huge value so that's why you take people like that it doesn't matter it could be a different team somebody else but you, you just kind of take that value and if you're looking at it right now Somebody, they, he's probably still not driving. He's probably not even on a team. He might not so be. So go check it out. Make sure you pick somebody else like that Because at some point, you would either expect it to change where the target share is not so much on Thielen, or you just say, whatever, I got a guy that can start for me here and there.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I am curious to see going forward, again, another nice observation from our chat here. What about the Green Bay defense? Yes, they put up a ton of... Of points and a ton of yards, Adam Thielen did his thing against them. I am very yeah. curious to see going forward whether yeah. or not the number one wide receivers for teams against the Packers are going to be great plays. So maybe some of those lesser teams, like if they were to play against Miami, I don't know the schedule right now, somebody like Devontae Parker could be a good play against them just because the number one wide receiver gets open against the Packers for whatever reason obviously it's just one week we don't know yeah, for sure and maybe it was a lot of garbage time where they were just playing some kind of prevent defense so i am i'm keeping a very close eye on that one going forward
1: yeah and it's kind of the same with the jets the jets were really bad uh, against the bills with the wide receiver position so there's a there's a good chance that you know the next team that the jets are playing with is the san francisco 49ers we don't really have great wide receivers they could get something there, and yep. so you, maybe you're considering a start there. But it, it's really hard to, after one week to say. I really think because the Jets did this bad against the Bills, <laughs> that they're going to be this bad against the 49ers. I don't know. That's it's the it's the gamble you got to pay or take, I guess.
0: All right, let's keep talking about offense because there was a lot of offense in the Seahawks and Falcons game. It was not even close. Again, Mm -hmm. the scoreboard was only 13 away, and it really wasn't even as close as that. But Russell Wilson, again, Mm -hmm. that was another guy I was on. I have him one spot higher than Josh Allen, and they were both right there with each other this week. Mm -hmm. 322 yards on 31 completions on 35 attempts. That is insane. Four touchdowns, and he added three carries for 29 yards on the ground, which is the leading rusher for the Seahawks after week one. So Chris Carson, who only had six carries for 21 yards, he came up big in the passing game because he had six catches for 45 yards and two touchdowns. And that is a huge sigh of relief for Chris Carson fans because they did nothing on the ground. And it's weird that in a game that was as high-scoring as it was and a game that they were basically blowing out, they didn't have more rushing yards towards the end of this game. But D.K. Metcalf, making me sad as an Eagles fan because we haven't gotten (laughs) to that game yet. I'll probably do that one next. Uh, Because the Eagles should have had D.K. Metcalf instead of J.J.R. White side, and I am going to remember that for the rest of my life. But DK Metcalf, he did his thing. Four catches, ninety-five yards, touchdown. Tyler eight Lockett targets. got yes, eight targets. Uh, also for Tyler Lockett and ninety-two yards on eight catches. He did not drop any of those passes. So he never will. I mean, it's it's no.
1: it's, it's, it's Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Yeah. What do you expect? Come
0: yeah, on. if you remember, two years ago they had a perfect passer rating to <laughs> each other. Right. Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett, a one fifty-eight point three passer. It was insane. I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like that before. So they basically blew out the Falcons, and it looks like we have another Falcons team that is going to put up a ton of yards but not win games, which is fine with me because I have Fancy. a few shares of yep. Julio Jones. Um, yep. And Todd Gurley did what Todd Gurley does anymore. He only gets 50 yards on the ground but gets in the end zone.
1: He gets the touchdown. <laughs> that's all you need him to do. Please, that's all I need you to do in the flag league. Please, that is it. Please.
0: The biggest story of this game is the wide receivers, all of the wide receivers for Atlanta. Obviously, Julio is the man, but it is insane how similar these stats are this week. Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Mm. Russell Gage, who I was kind of making fun of a little bit before the season (laughs) started, all had nine catches on 12 targets. That is ridiculous. All had over mm -hmm. 114 yards. And Calvin Ridley was the only one that got touchdowns, and he got two of them, so he had a huge week. But you were not displeased with Julio Jones' week because he had nine for 157. That's 24 points in a PPR. That is fine. And if somehow you had Russell Gage in a lineup Mm -hmm. and you got 20 points out of him, kudos to you, sir, if you were the one that put him in there. And of course, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, depending on what kind of league you're in, all three of them are. in the top 11 (laughs) that's insane 11 i mean there's no chance this is gonna happen again right
0: the way (laughs) this team is built it looks like this might be what it is now (gasps) it it can't happen again i don't want it to happen again even though i don't have a lot of shares of him i was hyping him up hayden hurst had five targets three catches 38 yards not you know horrible you at least got six point eight points out of them
1: and in the tight end
0: position if you didn't have some of the top guys in week one it didn't really matter because uh we'll get to it but uh some guys named rob gronkowski didn't do so well in week one (laughs) but uh as far as offenses go pretty much whoever you had in this game was good in one way or another and that's all you can ask for uh greg olson guy that may not have been picked up in all leagues did get four targets 24 yards on on four catches and a touchdown so yeah. maybe he's a guy you can look at if you maybe you just didn't have a good week at tight end and you want to try out somebody else greg olson not a horrible option in that offense
1: yeah i mean it's just a matter of time uh depending on when he gets hurt because right. he's not exactly <laughs> the youngest guy in the league and he's not exactly the most fit guy in the league now i'm not wishing anything <laughs> on him but there's going to be a point where he's going to get some kind of twinge and it's going to affect his play. I'm not saying he's going to leave the field, right. but it's going to affect his play. And I don't know if, whether or not that's going to cause him to you know, not get the targets or the, especially the red zone targets. That's the big one with
0: him. So speaking of affecting his play, and I will be going yep. into it much deeper in a little bit when I do the back row Eagles show, mm-hmm. as sad as it will be, but I have the... Perfect or perfect soundbite for the Washington defense versus the Philadelphia offensive line. Stop! <laughs> He's already dead!
1: <laughs> well, we started off
0: really, really well in the first half. Looked amazing, even without Miles Sanders, even without mm-hmm. Lane Johnson. We were doing great. Um and then something happened. Uh, thankfully, Dallas Goddard did what he did. Yeah. Uh, Network, mm-hmm. if you're still out there listening, you might be right. Uh, <laughs> Dallas Goddard might be the guy. I mean, Zach Ertz has been going through these little weird contract negotiation things, and he dropped a couple of passes, and Zach Ertz mm-hmm. does not do that. So Dallas Goddard, 8 receptions on nine targets 101 yards and a very beautiful like 34 yard touchdown pass just kind of floated it over the defense looked amazing and that was awesome Jalen Rieger he had four targets he only had the one catch but it was a 55 yard bomb and that was beautiful Greg Ward had seven targets Deshaun Jackson had seven targets but Carson Wentz was off and yeah. I don't know if it was because of the offensive line, because it was terrible, absolutely terrible. But some of the you, decision-making that Carson Wentz did seemed off for what I'm hoping to see out of him. And I don't know if you have anything to add, but I'm going to go into it much deeper later.
1: Of course, but just as a Jets fan, when, when you see a bad offensive line and you see a quarterback <laughs> playing bad, it's, it's because the offensive line isn't doing well. You're you're not thinking straight. You're not sitting in the pocket thinking I'm not going to get hit. You're thinking I'm going to get hit, or I'm going to have to scramble out of here to make something happen. And then your decision making gets affected. And I, 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 I can tell you right now, if if he's feeling the heat, especially because he gets hurt more often than other quarterbacks, he might be thinking I got to do something. I can't. I can't. I got to throw it here. I got to throw it here. There's a tight window. I'm going to make it. And then maybe it just doesn't work out. So I I, I caution fantasy players. But I also want to say, you know, he's not that bad of a quarterback. Just give him a, a couple more weeks until you can say, "I, right, I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing I saw, obviously I was watching that, you know, play for play. And right. we've seen some amazing escapes from Carson Wentz. And he was trying those things against the Redskins, whether or not, because he's done it against the Redskins multiple times, maybe they were taught, okay, it's Carson Wentz time, don't do this because he will z- dip under you and go. Mm. But there were many times Impossible. where he tried to duck below the defender and they didn't let him escape. So they had eight sacks on Carson Wentz, and yep. that's all that needed to be done, and they're they're done right now. Um, so on the other side of that ball, as far as offense mm-hmm. goes, there was – not much of anything i know you weren't playing peyton barber he's probably not even on most people's rosters his stats sucked but he got in the end zone twice jerry mclaurin was okay he got seven targets five catches 61 yards but i am not happy with anybody on the offensive side of the ball for washington quite yet what about you
1: well it depends on what you feel like the philadelphia eagles secondary is (laughs) and how you think their defense is overall
0: yeah, I, I guess that's about all you can do. Obviously, um, Darius because Slay is fine, and our defensive backfield is better, but our defensive line was a little banged up. Our linebackers played okay. Uh, it, we're so hurt in Philadelphia that it's hard to evaluate that team 100% right now.
1: Well, that's exactly what I'm saying, though, because if they're if they're not healthy, if they're not where they're supposed to be, and that's all that the Washington football team is going to get, then I don't see how when they go against a better defense, they're going to be any better.
0: No, they shouldn't
1: be. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, so got a few games. Let's try and get through these quickly. Uh, Raiders and Panthers is basically the Josh Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey show. CMC didn't do as much as he normally does, but he still got you two touchdowns and a decent amount of yards, so... You're okay with that. Josh Jacobs, however, again, mostly volume, 25 carries, 93 yards, but got three touchdowns. Also, a little more involved in the air. That's what what I like to see. So if you're taking Josh Jacobs at the end of the first round, you are very, very happy with the production. But the Carolina Panthers defense is also not that great this year. So I'll leave it at that. Robbie Anderson surprised. I'm sure not. He wasn't in many lineups, but that was probably just because the Raiders' defensive backfield is also not very good. Um,
1: uh, Let me let me say something about Robbie Anderson real quick. Um, It's kind of like Jamison Crowder. I mean, it was a different different type of pass. Yes, but it's one one big bomb. And a bunch of little targets. Jameson Crowder, you would normally say, well, maybe if it wasn't for that touchdown, he's worthless, or at least not worth much. Same with Robbie Jameson. Right. He's a home run hitter, and if he gets that home run, he's worth it. But you have to get that home run.
0: Uh, last person in this game, I'll we'll talk about DJ Moore. Nine targets, but only had four yep. catches for 54 yards. I wouldn't get too, mo- too down on DJ Moore's no, 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 no. shares this yep. week. You're still yep. going to plug him in that lineup. He is being thrown to. They just the need, yeah, a little bit more production out of those. Let's mm-hmm. move over to Cincinnati and the Chargers. There's not a lot to talk about there. Um, Trod Taylor was yeah. Joe Burrow was eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Mixon was eh. A.J. Mm-hmm. Green was eh. He would have had a mm-hmm. touchdown if he wouldn't have pushed off. The mm-hmm. only real savior of this game fantasy-wise was Hunter Henry had five catches on 73 yards, eight mm-hmm. targets. I <laughs> like it. Um, the other guys on the <laughs> offense just weren't much. Austin Eckler started off really bad but still mm-hmm. ended up with 84 yards but only one target in the air, mm-hmm. and that, that is, is a little concerning. little concerning. I will say mm-hmm. again, I've loved Austin Eckler for the last two or three years but I have no shares of him this year, so I will leave it at that. Okay, move along. Arizona, San Francisco, Kyler Murray was good fantasy-wise, but because he had 91 yards on the ground and a touchdown, that helped him get where he needed to be. And DeAndre Hopkins, the most catches he has ever had in a single game in his career, 14 for 151. And it almost seems like... Kyler Murray is the new Deshaun Watson where he is going to just (laughs) force the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. We were hoping he was going to spread the ball around. Christian Kirk, five targets, one catch, no yards. What is all that about?
1: I don't know. Fitzpatrick had more receptions than he did, so... It's just, a. It, all it is is a DeAndre Hopkins show. I mean, I don't know if they're just doing it because this week was kind of how it fit. Yeah. And obviously they wanted to get Hopkins into it to prove to everybody that he's still an amazing wide receiver because sure. he is. And it, it's not just the fact that he can make great catches. It's the fact that he's getting open. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the And that, to me, is another reason why I think Fitzgerald had more receptions. He's getting open. He's able to get these balls. He doesn't drop passes at all. So he only had 4 receptions but compared to Christian Kirk with the one reception it's not even it's not even a thought right now that I want Christian Kirk on my team. I I'm looking at Hopkins and I'm seeing 14 receptions. Yeah. 14. That's a lot. That's comparing that to um Adams on Basically. on the uh, he didn't. He just didn't get the touchdowns. Right. He had 16 targets. He had he had zero touchdowns, and he's still getting 14 receptions. And depending on what kind of league you're in, 30 some points, or at least close to 30 points.
0: Now, San Francisco, uh, Raheem Mostert had a very good stat line, but again. Sure. His touchdown came on a short pass that he took to the house for 76 yards. Yep. So that stat line was a little inflated. He was okay. Nothing major besides that one play. George Kittle got a little banged up. Mm. That is a one concerning. Well, not just a little concerning. That is really concerning yes. for the San Francisco 49ers. Hopefully he doesn't stay banged up for everybody that grabbed Kittle in the We
1: need him to be banged up for next week. When they play the Jets. That's it. That's all we have to. <laughs> it's going to take more than that <laughs> for the Jets. No, thing. no, no, no. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. And, and I said this on the Back Row Jets show, but the Jets' key to win this game against the San Francisco 49ers is the, to completely take the running backs out of the situation. Not just the running the ball, but the catching the ball. Who are the only, who are the top two, besides Kittle, top two people who, who made receptions on that team? It is Jarek McKinnon. In Mostert. Yeah. Mostert had four reception. McKinnon had three. A grand total of seven yeah. between them two. That's it. That's we, it. All we got to do is stop them. They're the only ones that got touchdowns for that team as well. So stop them and hope Kittle's done for at least, you know, not playing up to 100% because he did come back in the game, but he just wasn't productive. So that's it. I mean, I don't see anything offensively on that team to where it scares me at all when it comes at to fantasy all. football. I, I just don't want to touch it
0: yep all right let's go tom brady versus drew Brees. <laughs> this game did not end up how everybody thought it would end up tom brady throws two interceptions Bad got to ones. two touchdowns but only on 23 completions 239 yards is kind of a eh, game for tom brady and bruce arians called him out and said those interceptions were your fault tom
1: oh yeah 100 percent it's his fault and i tell you what if I would have seen that stat line, I would have said, is that Jameis Winston? That, <laughs> Basically, that yeah. Winston? <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's the same team. It's, it feels the same. You can't close the game. You get ahead early, and you still can't You can't do anything. Yeah, that first drive looked good. I thought, okay, right. well, I'll, I'll wait this out. I don't want to go overreaction because everybody was already overreacting on that first drive. You know they were because everybody's been overreacting to this team. As it is, yes. I, I still think there, there's a chance they can work things out We in those preseason games. Tom Brady's got to get things worked out with his players. I, I can understand that argument, but it, it was just a complete overreaction this entire offseason about this entire team. There's no Gronk. I didn't really see a Mike Evans. There was a little bit of you know flares between the wide receivers, but the Gronk thing really didn't pan out at all.
0: <laughs> okay, here here's the rest of the scoop on the offensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay. Yeah, Gronk had two for 11. Mm-hmm. We've all been saying we only had him in our top 10 or 12 tight ends just because he's Gronk and just because it's Brady. I yep. We didn't know what to expect. I have no shares of him. I don't think you have any shares of him. Mike Evans no, was banged up coming into this game but gave it a shot. He has now not caught a pass on Marshawn Lattimore since, like, 2018. <laughs> That's bad. Chris Godwin did fine. It wasn't anything amazing. The one guy I actually have a share or two of that I think you might want to go scoop up somewhere. If you you have some room on your bench is Scotty Miller. This guy is that little underneath kind of dump off wide receiver. And it seems to me like Tom Brady likes guys like that.
1: Mm, Maybe like a Julian Edelman type of Mm. guy. And I didn't really think about it. This is on me. This is on me. Maybe it's a little bit on you for not sharing it with me. And I'm (laughs) upset about that, but uh, I didn't really think about this guy. I didn't, but then I stopped, I watched his first week, and I'm thinking, he, he's getting targeted a lot. I think he got targeted, what, eight times? Was it? Uh, I, six times, it, five but,
0: catches, 73 yards.
1: Okay, so he's getting targeted. It's clear, and at some point, that's going to come into play big time for this team because I I think that's what Tom Brady likes. He doesn't have the, the great deep threat anymore, and what everybody thought was going to be uh mike evans and uh wow i can't think of his name chris godwin might end up being miller so i'm very interested i texted you after and i had no idea you were already on him but i texted you during the game i was like if you're not on this guy he is getting targeted (laughs) like crazy by tom brady right now yes sir obviously it wasn't like crazy but it was enough to where it's Eye opening. Like he's available in like every single league, it seems like. Yes. So
0: go get him. Go get him. Uh what else may be eye opening is the fact that Leonard Fournette had six touches for nineteen total yards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ronald Jones did the most on the ground. It wasn't exactly yeah. impressive, but this Vik or the Vikings, this mm-hmm. Buccaneers team does I mean, you said it and I hadn't really thought about it yet, but you said it. They look exactly like they did last year with Mm Jameis Winston at the helm, and that is not Mm -hmm. an endorsement for Tom Brady right now. Now, before we move on, the Saints won this game, and it didn't look close, but it was mostly because of those interceptions. There was not a lot of offense stat-wise for the Saints, but they pulled off the win. Kamara did nothing on the ground but got a touchdown. He had five catches for 51 yards in the air and got a touchdown, so he was worth it. But other than that, There was nothing really going on. Emmanuel Sanders got a touchdown. Oh wait, and this Luckily, guy named Michael Thomas has a high ankle something or another that he's yeah. going to continue to play through. So um, sorry anybody that took Michael Thomas in the first round. It looks like yep. that might not be a very good uh, decision this time. I around. did
1: that. I did it a couple times, and yeah, right now it doesn't look good. But I'm still. I'm still fine with You're it. You're going to play that him was, until
0: he basically just says, I can't do of course. it anymore. Of but course. it is not a good look for the Saints. It's a good look for Emmanuel Sanders going forward possibly. But well, other he, than that. If
1: it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for that touchdown, there's really nothing there with Emmanuel Sanders. Right. So that, that one, it's tough. It's really weird that they won by as much as they did. Right. And the stat lines were just kind of like, where is this? Yep. What, what's happening?
0: All right, Sunday night game, uh, the only saving grace to the Eagles' loss was the Cowboys lost as well <laughs> and the controversial offensive oh. pass interference call that we're not going to get into because it is, you're either set one way or you're set the other way. I'm I, No, I'm, I'm not
1: either way. I'm not set either way. I just say whatever happens happens because I don't know. I don't know what's pass interference anymore. It didn't seem like it was that big of a deal, but at the same time, his arm's extended. So yes. I, I'm just going to throw it up in the air. I don't care. I mean, I would care a lot if I was a, a Jets fan and that happened to me. Right. But I don't know. I just, it seems it seems silly to get crazy about these pass interference calls anymore because unless it's completely obvious, I, I, I I'm not going to get upset anymore.
0: Yeah, the Cowboys, I've been hoping... For this all offseason. As hyped up as they were, the Cowboys' offense did not look that great. Granted, the Rams' defense is pretty decent, so maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. But Mari Cooper had 14 targets, 10 catches, 81 yards. That's big. okay. That's I'm
1: a 10 it, catcher. That's it's, it's, well, That's it's a, it's a volume
0: game, and yes. it's fine. But then the rest of the offense, CeeDee Lamb was the next highest catch yeah. got in yep. that's that's a little concerning for gallup owners although i think it was sure. gallup that had the offensive pass interference at the end of the game that would have vaulted yes, him up over 100 yards i think if he would have caught that ball so oh for sure now for sure. <laughs> here's the thing on the ram side of the ball <laughs> they only scored 20 points And Jared Goff looked terrible, in my opinion. He was not getting the ball to Cooper Cup like I wanted him to. Robert Woods had a bunch of catches early, and that was it. And then the reason I scored so many points in one of the leagues that I thought my team sucked in, this is a super deep league, (laughs) super deep league. I have Malcolm Brown starting in the flag league, and he mm-hmm. had 79 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 31 yards. I'm just laughing the whole th- I was like, <laughs> "What? what is going on here? Cam Akers can't do anything. Daryl Henderson gets three carries, and Malcolm Brown is going off. I'm like, well, I, I guess if it has to be somebody and it can't be Cooper Cup, I guess it might as well be Malcolm yeah. Brown and just screw everybody up.
1: Yeah, it's really It's really weird. I expected Cup to do a lot better than that, and I'm hoping that's not a sign of things to come. Because right. I got him, I got him in a league that I'm like, oh, come on, man, I need you to do something. You're one of my bigger players on right. this team, so uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not panicking about him, still starting him next week, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Rams' offense does for the rest of this year.
0: All right, two games left. Let's go so we can talk about next week really quick. Um, (laughs) Geez,
1: how long has it been?
0: It's already been an hour, so we figured (laughs) this is where it was going to be. There's so much to talk about. We're super excited. Uh, Steelers and Giants, it went pretty much exactly like I thought it would, except for Saquon Barkley could do Mm -hmm. nothing on the ground. Now, I think this is a testament to that Steelers defense. The Steelers defense looks pretty darn good. And Saquon got his points in the air, so it wasn't a complete and utter failure. But Ben Roethlisberger to Juju Smith-Schuster, baby. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. are loving our Juju Mm -hmm. uh, late-ish draft picks there because he was the Juju we remember from a couple years ago. And then Deontay Johnson, 10 catches, or 10 targets, 6 catches. James Washington got the other touchdown. And, uh, oh, wait, there's this guy named... Benny Snell, 113 <laughs> yards on the ground. James Conner gets hurt. James whatever. Connor, yeah, oh, yep, yep, Here yep. we go. Here we go yep. again. Uh, so if Benny Snell is available in your league, yep. oh, you he might want to go ahead and pick him up. And uh, you might want to spend some fab on him, depending on how badly James Conner is because – Wow, the whoever the number one running back for Pittsburgh is while Ben Roethlisberger is on the field is probably going to be fantasy relevant.
1: I agree. Yep, that's, now, it. that's all we have to say about that.
0: One more person in this game I have to say something about. Sure. The only New York Giants wide receiver I own in any leagues, and I own him in a few leagues, and I even started him in a couple, Darius Slayton. Nine targets, mm-hmm. six catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, that yep. is a good, good feeling right there. Um, I, Did Golden Tate even play? I think he might have been <laughs> questionable for this game. So he might not have been on the field. Sterling Shepard, six targets, six catches, but only 47 yards. And then yep. after that, Evan Ingram sucked, and everybody else sucked too. So. Do you keep playing some of these other guys for the Giants? I mean, yes, it was the Pittsburgh D, so it was it was going to be a tough matchup for him anyway. But I'm a little concerned. Seven targets for Ingram, and he only caught two.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that's the big one for me. And then I I have him in the big money league. Luckily, I didn't need him right to get me the top points in that league. I had everybody else go off. You but but would you have on the bench done... uh, for tight end? I yeah, the the guy I had bench was uh, Dallas Goddard, who had an amazing game. And guess what? I'm playing him next week. I'm not I'm uh, going to yeah. take Evan Ingram out. <laughs> There's no chance I'm doing that again. And just if he comes, if Ingram comes back and does his solid thing and it's both, you know, equal, equal, maybe I consider playing both of them and having one of them on a flex. But as of right now, it's Dallas got it all day.
0: All right. One more game on this uh, week one slate. It feels like forever. Uh Titans and Broncos. That was mm-hmm. uh, more kind of like a pretty boring game, in my opinion. Yeah, this is the, I,
1: I played very little att- attention to this because I already pretty much locked up everything at this right. point. And it didn't seem like it was a a game that I really wanted to watch no. <laughs> to begin
0: with. <laughs> it was it was interesting. Ryan Tannehill was mediocre. He did get two touchdowns, uh, one yeah. to Johnu Smith and the other to their other tight end, Michael Pruitt. So mm-hmm. that might be a sign of things to come. If they're down there in the red zone, they are very efficient down there. The last year, so those guys might yeah. have a little bit more to do. Derrick Henry did his thing. Yes, it was only 3.7 yards per carry, but he had 31 carries for 116 yards and three catches, so he was fine, nothing amazing. The one guy, and, you know, I I was serious about it when I asked (laughs) you if you wanted to take some shares of Corey Davis this year <laughs> and he came out and really impressed me eight targets, seven catches for 101 yards. Yeah. I, I'm starting to wonder, should I try and sneak some trades offers out there to try and get Corey Davis on my team? If I'm not happy with my wide receiver crew.
1: Now, I mean, that's definitely something to look at. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it because Corey. I mean, I I picked him up in one of the leagues. Just I'm just sitting around like I don't like anybody else around here, so I'm just going to go with JJ and see what see what happens here. Because more often than not, you steer me in the right direction, <laughs> and it always seems to pan out. So um, I took Corey Davis. I didn't. I haven't started him. Not going to happen yet until I mean maybe this next week. I don't know. It's really it's interesting. I have to look at the matchups and 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 assess everything because that's the biggest. Um, way to know whether or not you're going to start somebody like Corey Davis. Right. Because most of the time you're not going to. So that's the, it's going to be difficult though. I, <laughs> I don't know if I can start Corey Davis. It's really going to be don't.
0: tough. Now on the Broncos side of that ball, I am both happy and sad all at the same time because Philip Lindsay got banged up early and did not return to that game. At yeah. the time he went out, him and Melvin Gordon were kind of on the same uh, page as far as stats go. And then, of course, Melvin Gordon was the only back left. So he had yeah. an okay game. He got the touchdown, 78 yards, couple catches. What I was impressed by was Noah Fant six targets, five catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown at that yeah. tight end position. I, I took him it. in a couple of leagues because everybody went. I couldn't get. Uh, hunter henry in a league and somebody is snatching hayden hurst in front of me and i was like i guess i'll settle for noah fant and Mm -hmm. guess what he was one of the better tight ends in week one uh jerry judy looked okay he dropped a couple of balls which was very surprising but he got targeted the most out of everybody so jerry judy i think will be fine but that rookie he kind of had some uh rookie mistakes there hopefully he can uh redirect those somewhere else (sighs) so there we go we finally got through (laughs) all of week one's games uh hopefully we gave you some good waiver wire picks there you know guys like scotty miller benny snell might be able to sneak some of those guys up uh off the waiver wire let's uh let's look at next week real quick thursday night cincinnati at cleveland Ugh. I don't even care. You're going to start OBJ if you're going to start OBJ. I'm not going to tell you to sit them, but yeah. this game looks ugly. I would assume Cleveland should have a bounce back on offense because Baltimore just dominated them, and they yeah, have been. absolutely. Um, Chicago and New York, that's an interesting one. Obviously, I am getting yeah. out my Darius Slayton still, Saquon course, Barkley yeah. still. Uh, Allen Robinson, if he doesn't get traded before then. (laughs) Uh, David Montgomery, if you need an RB2, I'm okay with it against that Giants defense because obviously Benny Snell did a lot against him. So that I would be okay with.
1: What about Mitchell Trubisky this week?
0: Well, if you're in a super flex, I'm at least listening to what you have to say (laughs) about trying to get him into the lineup. But I'm still, if I have a third option, it's probably better than Trubisky because you were drafting Trubisky as probably the 32nd or even 33rd quarterback off the board this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Detroit at Green Bay. Basically, fire up everybody you've got, except maybe Jeez. if you're not happy with DeAndre Swift. But this could be another yeah, super yeah, yeah. offensive performance. Uh, we'll see I, if Quintus yep. Cephas gets a bunch more targets. I'm curious about that. Jacksonville at Tennessee. That's going to be a not yeah. a barn burner. Uh, probably yeah. a lot of short offense. I would hope that Derrick Henry can. Game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just another game. I'm not really all that interested. There's guys on the teams like, you know, Hunt, or uh, not Hunter Henry, uh, Derek Henry, all them. Uh, There's guys, but it's just I'm not interested in watching. I no. don't really have the care to.
0: Minnesota at Indianapolis. Obviously, we are looking at Jonathan man. Taylor and Niamh Hines again. Niamh
1: Hines, man.
0: I Whew. am interested to see if a second Minnesota wide receiver can show up. Or even a tight end, Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph did nothing this last week. That's true. Uh, Maybe T.Y. Hilton gets a little more involved since Devontae Adams completely and utterly destroyed that defense. Uh, Buffalo at Miami, oh, yeah, fire up your Josh Allen some more. Stephon Diggs, John Brown, maybe even a little Cole Beasley. And uh, I hope Devin Singletary can have a good game against the Dolphins.
1: It's going to depend on whether or not they – Continue to treat Singletary and, and Zach Moss the same. If they're gonna do that, then I don't know if I can trust Singletary. But at some point they gotta realize if Zach Moss isn't cutting it, they gotta just say, All right, we're done with you. I mean not completely done, obviously. Right. But we gotta we gotta stick with Singletary because they need a running game other than the quarterback. Right, <laughs> they exactly. need somebody else to take that role, and if they're giving giving it half to him and half to the other, and only getting success half the time, it's not going to work.
0: I don't think I'm playing anybody for Miami this week. I can't think oh, of a man. certain person unless you are thin at wide receiver and you've got to play Devonte Parker. I'm not playing anybody. It
1: it depends, yeah, man. Even then, it, no. I mean, Jordan Howard's the only one (laughs) as far as running backs. I can't do it, though. The the, the Jets did absolutely nothing on the ground. I can't imagine Jordan Howard does anything.
0: Nope. Rams at Eagles. I'd like to be hopeful, but that looks like a recipe for disaster for Philadelphia against a decent Rams defense. But I'm not sitting Carson Wentz in, like, super flex leagues yet. Uh, I'm just not firing up many people, period, for the Eagles on offense. Miles Sanders hopes to be back. Lane Johnson hopes to be back. Yeah, uh, It's just one I, of I, those things. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I'm still okay with starting.
1: Right. I think that for this game in general, not even fantasy-related. you know, related. <laughs> Well, it is a little bit, but yeah. I think if the Eagles – just play their normal game there's still a chance because I don't like Jared Goff I don't like right. the Ram's offense the Ram's offense not the not what I want to see at right. all in any offense really I don't like it I think if Jared Goff continues to do this and he doesn't get cooper cup in into the into play it's going to be a really sad season for them and there's a good chance that the Eagles can score enough points to win against against that team because I don't know if whether or not the Rams are going to score enough points to win <laughs>
0: We have a question. Rams offense not good? And I'm like, well, they've no, got pieces, but it's weird. We have been watching the Rams offense now. This is the third year that we've had our eye on this Rams offense. And after they got figured out that Sean McVeigh was the mastermind behind Jared mm-hmm. Goff throwing to who he was throwing to, it feels like that offense is slowly taking steps back because Jared Goff isn't capable of making the best decisions on the football field anymore it just he peppered targets to robert woods early and then that was it and todd Gurley mm-hmm. wasn't taking any heat off of him because todd Gurley gets three and a half yards of carry and a touchdown it's just weird i i hope well we can get something more right now i don't know or, or sorry um that, yeah uh, <laughs> malcolm brown he was fine but it's not like he was a super threat. He had 79 yards, but got both touchdowns that that was it uh, on the day. So that Rams offense and if is just, still a mystery.
1: You're just looking at Jared Goff's stat lines. It's not good. No, I mean, that's all you really got to look at. I mean, and the Cowboys defense isn't something to be spectacular about. Like it's okay. It's okay. I don't think it's that great. Um, But let's let's look at a stat line: two hundred and seventy-five yards passing. That's 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 decent. But when it comes to everything else, where is it? There's nothing else for Jared Goff.
0: Yeah. Um, Then we've got Denver at Pittsburgh. (laughs) Pittsburgh's probably going to destroy Denver. Uh, Get your guys in. I think Denver is not a good team this year. I don't know what the status of Philip Lindsay is yet, but Melvin Gordon, obviously you were already playing. If you're drafted Melvin Gordon, you were playing Melvin Gordon. I know I've said I am not high on Melvin Gordon, but – he if Philip Lindsay is out, obviously he is going to be the only option they have Royce Freeman almost got the touchdown taken away from Melvin Gordon, but he couldn't quite punch it in so it'll probably be the Melvin Gordon show and yeah. just by pure volume for the rest of the way he'll be at least an r b two. Unless Philip Lindsay comes back and can be healthy. I want to see what happens with Lindsay because yes.
1: right now it just sounds like it was a turf toe thing, which a lot of people can recover with. And right. maybe he could even play this next week. But it sounds like he's going to have an MRI as well. So I, we'll see what happens. It could clarify some things.
0: And again, Benny Snell, if he's available, grab him, pick him up. Yeah, yeah. Put him in your lineup uh, if you're already needing some running back help. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Round two for Tom Brady to prove that it was not a system in Bill Belichick's doing for New England for the last twenty years.
1: This is it. If he can't beat if he can't beat the Panthers, I think a lot of people are gonna be like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's happening here? <laughs> he needs to win. Regardless of how it looks, they need to win this game for Tom Brady to be considered the GOAT. Because I guarantee you Guarantee you, if he's unsuccessful with this team, people are going to say, "No, nah, it was just all a, 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 a Belichick thing." Yep, and he just fit into the system perfectly fine, and he, he was really good there. But any other anybody else, he's not good enough, and everybody's going to be saying, "Ah, it's Montana still. It's not. It's not Tom Brady." I'll be the first to do it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> if if Tom Brady absolutely is terrible on this team when he's got the weapons around him, he clearly has the weapons. Except for maybe at running back, I don't. We'll nah. see. Maybe Fournette is still going to be good, and maybe maybe, maybe Network was right, and it's not going to be Fournette. You know,
0: <laughs> maybe there's a lot yeah. of question marks still going into Week Two. Tampa Bay Fournette. Uh, obviously, we got to keep an eye on Mike Evans' health still. And yeah. yes, he went against Marshawn Lattimore, so that's not a good thing. Uh, Scotty Miller. Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brate. who is going to actually do something. Yes, O.J. Howard got the touchdown this last week. But, yeah, don't we'll care be about that I don't care at all, Carolina. Not at all. You're playing CMC and DJ Moore, yep. and that's probably it. Yep. If you're desperate in a deep league and Robbie Anderson is something that you can sneak into a lineup, maybe, but I'm not excited about it.
1: He got He got the targets enough to where it's at least a – solid play but I don't think this defense is it's it's a better defense it's a better so, defense so
0: then we move on to Washington at Arizona we will figure out if Washington's defense is for real or if Philly's offensive line was that bad because uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray is probably going to try and run all over. They were spying a lot of Carson Wentz, so they might try and spy Kyler Murray just like they did Wentz and not let him run around like he's used to. But I have no illusions of the Washington offense being anything. Obviously, you're going to play Terry McLaurin, yeah. but I'm not satisfied with Antonio Gibson. Peyton Barber, I've I played him in the past when he was on the Bucks. But he's not really something I'm considering not still. worried about it. Uh, Arizona. This is going to be
1: a disaster for the Washington uh, football team. Almost almost said Redskins. You almost did, did it. it. You almost and did I, it. I, I almost did it. Uh, but um, it's going to be a disaster. I think they're going to get absolutely destroyed this yeah. week. It's going to be sad.
0: We'll see. Uh, obviously, you're playing... Hopkins. You're still yeah. playing Drake. He did fine. Chase Edmonds even snuck yeah. another touchdown out of there. That's but true, the man. rest of those wide receivers, even Larry Fitzgerald, is, does not seem like he's it's going a to play. Up. He's, It's It's not a terrible play, but don't expect a lot either i mean if you have to put oh, no. them in there but no you know uh especially came, against
1: a team i think they're going to tear them apart early and yes. it might just be a lot of Kenyon drake so just, it could be
0: if, if you are right about them tearing them a new one Maybe oh, yeah. Chase Edmonds would be a Chase, sneaky play yeah. in DFS. Maybe not season long, depending. I mean, if you need a uh, a Hail Mary, you think you've got the underdog role this coming week. Maybe throw Chase Edmonds in there and they yeah, just take yeah. Drake out early. I don't know. Um, Chiefs and Chargers, this could be a bloodbath. Uh, I know yes. it's at the chargers which they have about as many fans in their stands now (laughs) as they did before (laughs) but the thing here is the chiefs won't have anybody in those stands either so it's definitely on more of an even ground but um it's definitely going to be a lot of offense for kansas city and i'm hoping hunter henry repeats and we see something more definitive out of the chargers offense because if it is a bloodbath, the Chargers will have plenty of opportunities late to try and get some garbage time points. And
1: I didn't see enough out of no. Keenan Allen at all. I mean, I know that uh, Terod targeted uh, Jarvis Landry a lot. That you know when he was uh, with him, uh, but in Cleveland. But man, I tell you what, I I just don't I don't know if Terod's gonna be able to do this. And yeah. that's exactly why I loved Hunter Henry, and that's so far it's right. been proven right. Yeah, so, so far, far it's right, it.
0: but how long will it last? Will he get pulled after we'll five see. games like he did with Baker Mayfield? I don't know that Justin Herbert is ready, so I fully expect there, at least I don't think there's any chance a half a right season now. out of Gerard Taylor unless he gets hurt. Yep. And we've got another intriguing matchup, Baltimore at Houston, Let's see if the wide receivers can step up for Deshaun Watson because he didn't show a lot in Week One. And Baltimore is Baltimore. I was very upset with Mark Ingram's performance, but again, they didn't need right. him. They may need him a little bit more against a better team in Houston. Um, yeah, that's true. J.K. Dobbins, are you starting him this week? Jeez. Eh, eh.
1: If I can trust that he's going to get a touchdown every week, but I don't even know if that's – I mean, he got two this week. Right. I I don't know if I can trust that's going to happen. In a pinch,
0: if you had some issues with your running backs, I'm okay with starting Dobbins, but it is not something that I would like to do. It's not something I'm looking to do, Mm -hmm. but in a pinch, uh, go for it. New England at Seattle. I think uh, you said something about Seattle destroying New England uh, before the show started. Are you still on that?
1: <laughs> I think there's New England's going to get as many points as they did in last week against the Dolphins. And then Seattle's going to get like 30-some, 40-some points.
0: Okay. All right. So fire up all of your Seattle players oh, again. Yes, they were perfectly yes. fine this last week. Uh Obviously, we didn't get to see a good offense against New England week one, so we don't know 100% if it was New England's defense or Miami's offense that was that
1: bad. Their defense is fine. It's not. It's, right. It, I'm just telling you, I think the Seattle team is a little better than I even anticipated.
0: Uh, and for New England, I am still only on Julian Edelman and Cam. Yep. If you drafted Cam, him you have to, to yep. be what he was in week one, go yep. for it. If you have a different option maybe because cam at seattle he might make some mistakes this week but if he gets rushing touchdowns then you're fine and gonna
1: be forced he's gonna be forced to pass the ball a lot so he's gonna make some mistakes but it does bode well really well for julian element as well so i do actually think he's gonna have a better week than he did last week
0: all right and the last matchup of week two is new orleans at las vegas it is the opening of the new Raiders stadium. We'll see if they're pumped up enough to give New Orleans a run for its money. We'll see if Michael Thomas is healthy enough to be productive. You can't sit him, but you might if you have shares of guys like Emmanuel Sanders, you may be more inclined to play him this coming week. The Vegas Raiders defensive backfield is not that great. They can be thrown on. So, Drew Brees should be okay to get some guys some more points this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I mean, we didn't really talk about it much, but the Raiders' wide receivers didn't Mm -hmm. really impress much. Rugs seemed to be one of the top guys. Brian Edwards, even in the starting role, only had one target. Hunter Renfro seemed to be okay. I don't think he had a ton of targets, but... Again, they didn't need to because Josh Mm -hmm. Jacobs was taking care of it on the ground and got all three touchdowns for them. So we'll see if they have to be in a shootout, which of those wide receivers actually performs this week.
1: If it's a shootout, they're not going to win. Just plain simple. They have to to dominate on the ground, and that's the only chance they're going to be able to do it.
0: All right, we made it. A whole list of Week (laughs) 1 games and a whole list of Week 2 games. Uh, Hopefully we can speed things up next week but i know week one is always (laughs) a long long uh segment so we've got some more questions we're going to answer uh as soon as we sign off here it just wasn't quite in the uh, order of things we were doing so uh don't worry we'll get to those questions in the chat here in a second um thank you for listening everybody i hope you had a good week one i know we are for the most part, pretty darn happy with how our week ones have gone. Week yeah, two sure. is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, good luck. Um, thanks for viewing on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fuel. If you're in podcast land and uh, anywhere in podcast land, you can find Fantasy Fuel. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up for week two.